<laughs> yes, I don't always remember to start the recording. So welcome everyone. Um, I'm Cherie Silas and I'm your host for the Coaching Tools and Tips Meetup. And this is a meetup sponsored by Tandem Coaching. And our purpose is really just to get... Oh, somebody's cutting grass. Just to get some, um, some good information out into the community um, for coaches and people who enjoy coaching so that you can have some, some ways to learn and some things um, to bring back into your real world. We often have professional coaches and, and we have agile coaches who speak on various things that will help you in your journey as an agile coach. So today we have Ted and Keith Wallace who are going to be presenting on Total Brain Coaching. And this is a coaching... Uh, he'll tell you if it's a technique or a theory or a however they classify it um, when they speak. Um, but they're going to be presenting for us today. So um, I will put everyone quickly on mute. And if you need to speak, just unmute yourself. Just stay muted while they're talking so we get any background noise out of the way. And um, you're welcome to keep your cameras on because... Um, I think Keith will be going a little bit back and forth between uh, seeing one another and seeing slides. So that way we are we can interact. And lastly, if you have not already, if you want to add your location to your name, um, that would help us all to kind of get a picture of where we are in the world that's all here today. So welcome. And without wasting any more of your precious time, I'm going to hand this over to um, Ted and Keith. Thank you so much, Sheree. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, inviting us here. I, it's, I feel super excited and happy to be able, there's, there's so much to share with you. Um, this is a Total Brain Coaching is a book that my dad and I wrote and it, it has um, habits. It's all about habit changes. And there's just a lot of people on this call that I really, uh, appreciate so i'm it's it's fun to be able to share it with you all um i'll be speaking my dad will be speaking we have a sherman gomberg who will run a virtual um, scavenger hunt in the middle of it and we have uh pat reed also who will ask at the end maybe to share some things we're writing a third book with her now so uh very very exciting sheree's actually um when we did this total brain coaching book i was taking a course from sheree and I was so moved and excited by it and kind of the depth of coaching that I asked my dad to join me. So he actually jumped into that class too. So uh, we are very much grateful to Cherie's teachings. Um, I'm going to jump in and share my screen real quick. We do have slides. We have some interactive activities. So it'll be a mixture of those. There's a lot of knowledge. Um, so that will be a big part of this. So let's see. Do you see... My screen. Yep, we okay, see great. your slides. Okay, great. And so total brain coaching, we have a dramatic picture in the beginning, but it's all about unlocking uh, your full brain potential, but using neuroplasticity so that you can reprogram your brain and you all are the sculptor of your own reality. So this is our agenda. Um, 
we were going to do introductions with everyone, but it seems there's a, a good amount of people on. Um, so I'm going to do a quick one with my dad with the name, uh, profession, and unusual habit. But if people could, in the chat part, put that in, their name, profession, and any habit they want to share. And also, yeah. Cherie had a, had a great idea. You could uh, share something in your background that also uh, represents you. We're gonna use two games today to kind of enhance the presentation. One's gonna be a virtual bingo, and I'll go over that in a second. The other is gonna be a virtual scavenger hunt, uh, and I'll go over the virtual bingo. This is the agenda. Um, we have also, the, the big section will be what is total brain coaching, so we'll go into the why and the what. Those are the things we'll talk about, and we'll have questions and answers at the end. So uh, virtual bingo link, I, I have this up, but I think Cherie is gonna share that with you and I'm gonna jump out of the presentation and go to what a virtual bingo card looks like. So Cherie uh, is gonna share that in the chat, good. And there's, um, there's only 30, I, I chose the cheap version of this, I apologize. So I have four different links and each one can do uh, 30 cards. So if for some reason the link doesn't work, maybe choose the next one. But as we go through the presentation, you'll, when you hear one of these words, you'll click on it. And if you get a line like this, I hope you're seeing this, then um, rather than shout bingo, which is a lot of fun of the game, um, you can type it in the chat and your uh, email. And the first 10 people to get bingo uh, will have their choice of um, books. So the Total Brain Coaching book and the Coherence Code book, these are two of the books that we just published. Um, and you can have it through the e-version e or the physical version, and I'll send that to you through Amazon. Uh, so I'll go back. Is everyone able to do the, uh, the bingo card? So again, when you hear the word, something like uh, a word like neuroplasticity, that's that smallest word, and that's, of course, the brain's ability to have that plastic quality to be able to change itself. Um, so you, if you heard that word, you'd click it. Okay, I'm gonna go back to the presentation. Current slide. While he's doing that, I just wanna confirm, I put four links in the chat, so you can pick between those four links and just um, copy them and then paste them into um, your browser and it should pull up a bingo card if a link doesn't work just grab us a, a different one there's enough there for 120 people so you should be able to get one of the four to work so i get to do a little introduction um for my dad and, and myself um and sherman i could let uh when sherman comes on we'll have him do it and if pat talks we'll have her do it but um just for myself, I'll go in that format. My name is Ted Wallace. I'm an agile slash product coach at Principal Financial Group. And um, I'm also uh, a bit of an author. I've written one book uh, with my dad, co-authored a book with my dad and given some presentations on it. Uh, an unusual habit I have is, and I was just talking about this with my oldest. My oldest was uh, talking to me and saying, why do I wait? I have to let everything in my brain sort of um, get settled. And then I wait until that 
last moment, and then I can kind of do a lot. It all just kind of pours out of me. And I was laughing because that's kind of how I work too, where uh, a lot of times it just takes to build a certain critical mass um, within me in order for me to actually produce things. Uh, and it was funny to see that my uh, oldest had that similar habit. Uh, I get to do the introductions for my dad. So uh, my dad, Dr. Robert Keith Wallace, uh, uh, has had many. He was the first university president, and he's written a number of uh, the kind of the first publications uh, back in the 70s when I was just being born on uh, meditation uh, that were published in Science and Scientific American. Uh, he's the head of the physiology department, and his unusual habit is that he writes all the time, and he's, he's a pro prolific writer, so he obviously we worked on these two together and he's got many, many other books. We counted 12. Uh, so he's written books on gut brain access, the rest and repair diet, uh, dharmic parenting. Um, and of course we're working uh, with Pat on a different book. And just in the time that we're working on these books, he's written even another small book, which kind of blew me away the other day. So his habit is writing every day, which works out well. So what are habits? We'll get into that. How do we change habits and what's total brain coaching? And, and really the reason why I got to total brain coaching was I was working, uh, was heading up uh, kind of the quote unquote agile department uh, in a company, uh, trying to lead an agile transformation. And one of they changed directors and so i was very aligned with one director and the new director came who was actually my friend but he he really asked me you know what have you been doing all this time and i said oh we've got everybody on a heartbeat and we're doing these scrum ceremonies he says but what are you actually really doing you know what what progress you know all oh, these velocities have gone up and this has gone up and we're producing more yes but he, he really had me kind of go deep on what am I actually trying to do? And I realized I'm trying to change the habits of the individuals that are working within these systems, the team's habits and the organization's habits. And uh, that was kind of a moment for me. Well, it's like, I also have a background in neurophysiology and my dad's also has worked in this area quite a bit. So let's really look deeply on how we can speed that process up because what we're trying to do are help individuals, teams, and organizations as agile coaches, as coaches in general, we're trying to help them usually change habits. That's, that's pretty much change behaviors, um, working from one way, say a project-based waterfall system to a product-based agile type of system. And there are lots of things we did in the old system, and there are lots of things that we need to change over in the new system. And change is really difficult for a lot of people. So I wanted to look deeply into this, and that was the impetus for uh, working on these books. Um, I'm gonna go to the next slide. So what are habits? I really see habits as pathways in the brain. So in a short, if I have a habit of maybe going up every uh, day at three o'clock uh, for coffee time, as my wife would say, uh, and get some something to drink and eat, um, I look forward to that, and right around 3 o'clock, my brain has this kind of conscious moment where it's, oh, it's almost 3 o'clock, and that gets me to stand up and to start walking up the stairs, 
and it, it happens every day around three o'clock and it creates this pathway in the brain to the point where it's almost automatic. I don't actually think about it. And that's my uh, different areas of the brain connecting together in pathways like a highway being formed. So I like to think of habits as almost highways or pathways in the brain. They're different. The neurons connect, different areas of the brains connect, and they form these pathways, which become almost automatic. And you can see in the middle of this is the major highway, which is probably my three o'clock um, going up to get something to eat little habit. And if you look over on the side, that country road is probably my exercise in the morning habit. So how could I take that uh, exercise in the morning habit and make that a little bit more like getting that uh, three o'clock snack? Habits take time. Um, this is one thing when we went deep into it, a lot of people say, well, how long does it take to form a habit? A lot of people just say 21 days right off the top of their head. It turns out, this is a study done in uh, England, um, that basically for very simple things, it might take that. For drinking a glass of water, it took 21, 20 days to build that habit of just reaching for that glass of water. You set it up so the glass of water is there on your nightstand. and You're reaching for it. Um, like I'm reaching for it now. It takes 20 days to kind of build that habit. If you want to do 50 sit-ups, it, it took them 84 days. That's a more complicated, the motivation may be different. Um, and if you think about developers who have been working in a project-based system for 20, 30 years and been highly rewarded, and you're wanting to change their um, way of doing work so that they're more in a say project-based, agile-based, fast feedback-based world, you could see that it could take quite some time. It's a very complicated and there are many pieces and that's as coaches, um, whether we're working in the agile world or we're trying to help somebody lose weight as a life, you know, as a health coach, or there usually these things are tied to very complicated things. So you have to break them down into smaller pieces. Whoops, and I exited instead of kept going, so. Get back on the slideshow real quick. Um, so neuroplasticity is a key in this, and I get to turn it over to my dad to talk through neuroplasticity and why it's such our superpower. Plasticity is probably the most important discovery of our time because it tells us that every experience we have, everything we do changes the brain. Just talking right now, there can be millions of changes going on in your brain. It can be as subtle as one molecule in a membrane, or it can be as large as a whole new pathway being created. We now envision the brain and behavior all in terms of neural networks. These networks have all kinds of interesting phenomena to them. But perhaps most important is the fact that we have the ability to change our brain. We have the ability to change anything, and it's experience that does it. Next slide, Ted. So the, any experience you have, you're learning the guitar, learning the piano, riding a bike, whatever happens, it changes neural pathways. And of course, many of these are done when you're a child, so they're very deeply rooted in the brain, and they have a huge influence on everything we do. But ultimately, these habits that have been formed from early childhood are sculpturing how we are behaving in life. And they're very hard to break. We know that. 
when people become addicted, when these pathways become very, very strong, especially with the neurochemicals like dopamine, then it's very hard to break these habits. And so the approach that we've taken and many people have taken is not to try to break a habit, but create a new habit. Next slide. Unfortunately, our systems are filled with noise. Creating a new habit is not so easy because there's a lot of stress, a lot of noise in our brain going on all the time. We're very much addicted to stress. And this has just happened because of the world we live in. Just so many things going on. Right now, we're in one of the most stressful times in the world. COVID-19 is huge, the impact it's having on the world. The older you are, the more scared you are. But the reality is no one is free from this. And what happens in stress? Well, we have the ability to interpret. We can see something as a string or we can see it as a snake. It just depends upon how are the filters in our brain, the circuits that are set up, partly the habits. So how our brain is wired determines how we react. So next slide. If we are scared, if we're worried, somebody comes up to us and they cough, and boom, our amygdala gets triggered. Our amygdala is that deep little center in the brain where all our phobias and fears are stored. And this is a very, very powerful interpreter of everything that's happening to us. So if we interpret something as a threat, immediately the brain circuits of the threat network get activated. And suddenly we have activation of our adrenal glands, we're pumping out adrenaline, changing our heart rate, changing our blood pressure, many, many different changes. Suddenly, same area is sending signals to the hypothalamus. Our whole sympathetic nervous system is going into fight or flight. And finally, we're getting in our pituitary gland the production of hormones that are stimulating the adrenal gland, again, to produce another substance, in this case, stress hormone or cortisol. What does this do to us in terms of changing habits? What does it do to us in terms of our health? Increased cortisol dampens the immune system. The more scared you are of the, of the SARS-CoV-2, the, the better chance you have of getting it because you're shutting down your immune system. You're creating a kind of threat that is not appropriate for the given situation. Appropriate because you have to take precautions, but not appropriate in shutting down the immune system. And if this becomes a habit, cortisol levels become higher at a resting level, not a good thing. Higher resting cortisol levels can affect the hippocampus, an area of the brain which is very key to memory and for emotional regulation. So these networks in the brain that are getting elicited through stress are making it very hard to change habits, are putting us in a very kind of fixed brain mindset, and we're not able to make the kinds of changes. We're not open, we're not vulnerable, we're not operating in psychological safety. So next slide. And this is pretty much what we've given in these two books, is what we think are the formulas for breaking free from these threat work networks, getting into a growth mindset. Um, the coherence code is a business fable, a story, with everything in it from a 
samurai swordsmen um, to uh, sports people, to all kinds of um, people in the business world, but it's a story and it's trying to illustrate these principles. Total Brain Coaching is more a how-to book, exactly what to do. So now I'll give it back to Ted. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking all the tough neuroscience stuff, too. I appreciate that. Uh, seven principles of total brain coaching. So I'm going to brief, we're going to talk about them, and then we're going to, I'm going to get to hand it off to Sherman to do our virtual uh, treasure hunt to kind of get us ready for going through the principles. Um, the first one is de discover your energy state. The second is harness neuroplasticity and gut brain axis. Uh, third is the power of attention. Fourth is rhythm and resonance. The fifth is actually it's feedback matrix. That's uh, I wanted to add that, but I, I didn't tell the end. So it's usually about feedback matrix there. I is improve and integrate, and C is celebration. And each of these are principles um, which allow us to better learn who we are and how we can change our uh, habits holistically and effectively and efficiently. So we're going to actually go into an exercise now, a virtual treasure hunt. I will turn this over to Sherman. Uh, take it away, Sherman. Thanks, Ted. Thanks, Keith. All right, I got to log myself into Trello. We're going to do a Trello virtual treasure hunt. Um, Ted, do you mind sharing the Trello link? Uh, yeah, and let me let me just. Uh, jump in. Sherman also, he, he runs uh, his own company, uh, Scrum Adventures. It's an agile coach. He's run an event, Scrum and Wine, which I went to uh, last week and did this exercise and enjoyed it and felt like it could be helpful in the presentation um, just as kind of a break, but also for everybody to get to know each other. Uh, Sherman, I've met numerous times and heard speak and run different events, so I'm deeply grateful that he's here to help. I have um, put the Trello link in the chat box for y'all, and it looks like there's a, a few bingos, so we'll we'll catch them on nice. the slide. Um, and Sherman, I have every, your breakout room set up. Keith, Sherman, and Ted, I have you in a breakout room by yourself, so just don't accept it, and then you'll stay in the main room. Okay. okay. I um I need a. Well, I'll talk through it. I can't get into Trello right now because I got logged out of everything. So basically what we're going to do um, – hey, Ted, do you mind sharing it? Yeah, I'll share it and I'll show it. Perfect. We'll do that. Awesome. So welcome, everybody. So fun little game. I've done this at the, the Scrum and Wine that you might have saw in my background for those that joined early, a meetup I host. Basically what we have here is you're going you're gonna to randomly be sent to a Zoom breakout room, and these Zoom breakout rooms are going to be the seven things that we're seeing in Total Brain Coaching here. And what is in each one of these rooms is a virtual treasure hunt. If you see, you have seven items in just this checklist. And with your team, when you get to that room, you're going to go and answer these questions. So like the first one, for example, take a team photo and attach it. So you're all going to get together on your Zoom, make sure your video's on. Somebody's going to grab a screenshot. You're going to go ahead and post it here in your Trello card. And then you have six other things to do and answer. When you do this in your Zoom breakout room, when you get all seven of these checked off, you come back to the main host. So you'll exit your Zoom breakout room, come back to the host area where Ted and I will be. 
If you guys have questions when you're in your Zoom breakout, you can always ask a question and that will let us as hosts see that you need assistance or help, but I think you guys will get this. Uh, just like we, uh, we love with self-organized teams, that's what you're gonna do, it should be fun, and you get to learn a little bit about what uh, Ted and Keith are bringing for you here today. Yeah, it's great, Ted, just, just yeah, to- Ted, anything you wanna add? Thanks so much, yeah. Uh, just to follow up, when you get the picture, you just drag it and drop it onto this in Trello, and there's one question where it asks you to uh, put a number and you just add it to this activity part here. And uh, once we'll, we'll give about 10 minutes for this, so you can get as far as you can in 10 minutes. The first team to come back, um, Sherman will go over their answers with everybody. We'll go through it. And if they answered everything, um, that team, those people should just put their email addresses and we'll also give them that option of uh, getting an ebook or, or physical copies of the book. Um, all right, I'm handing it back to you, Sherm. All right, do I have the, um, I don't have the breakout room hosting. Who has the breakout rooms? Do you have that? I have that. All right, that. thanks, Sheree. Do you know if those rooms have been named, these seven things they, yet? They are named by number. They're um, named by number. Yeah. Okay, so in order for not to use the time for you to rename them, because renaming seven rooms will take you a little bit of time, so we're gonna go in order here. If you're room one, you're gonna be team discover. Room two, your team harness. Team three, your attention. Team four, your rhythm. Team five is feedback matrix. Team six is improvement. And team seven is celebrate. Okay, so as soon as you get assigned, so Cherie, you can go ahead and randomly uh, start those rooms and everybody will go. Have fun guys, good 10 minutes, enjoy. Cherie, we don't join, we just say later, right? Yeah, you can just um and it looks like yeah, you don't need you don't need to join, just ignore it and then you'll stay in the main room unless you have a reason to go join. And I made you all co-hosts so you might have the ability to bounce around in the different rooms, but I'm not positive if you do or not. I haven't quite figured out if that's a um a thing yet. Yeah, I don't uh yeah, I know. That was something for me, too. Yeah, right now when I click breakout rooms, I can only join breakout room eight, but that's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I've been I, what I've done when I, time. yeah, what I've done when I hosted it is I had somebody host it like yourself, Cherie. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says they need to go, like, let's say somebody in Team Rhythm needs some help, you know, then you, can, just send, then you can send Ted or I to, or Keith to Team Health. Okay. Yeah, so that's fine. Something good. All right, I got to get logged into Trello. I was... I logged out of everything because uh, Ted will appreciate this. I found out yesterday, as long as we're chatting. I'm going to um, hold on. I'm going to put the recording yes. on mute. Um, just remind oh. me to turn it back on when we come back. That way, so recording is back started. People are coming back. We've got mm, about 45 seconds for people to wrap up. And in the meantime, we have three people who got bingo. Um, interesting to me, all of their names start with J, and all of them live in the United States. So I'm feeling some kind of a conspiracy happening here. <laughs> so we've got Jessica Bear. J, J, is it Joy or J? How do you say your name? Um, man? Joe. Joe. Joe, that's Joe it. Joe with a Y. Okay. I can't um, read my handwriting, which is the real reason I didn't know how to say your name. Are you 
and then Joseph Jones. Sheree, you want to uh, remember to you want to remember to record, Sheree? Yes, it's back At on some recording point? now. Yep. So if you three okay, can send me by messenger your um, either me or send it to Ted your physical mailing address, he will or your email address. Um, he'll email that to you because I think that there's ebooks or physical books, and that way he can. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will get that at the end. If it's in the chat, I should be able to get a copy of the chat, and then I can, I can also do that. So that'll be good. Yep. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, oh, Sherman, go ahead. You take it. All right. No. Yeah. No. Thanks, her. Is everybody back? Yes. Everyone. All right. Back. Thanks, everybody. Hope you guys had fun. So intentional or accidental? Did you feel stressed? Did you feel the fight or flight? How'd your amygdala feel? I'm out of here or, or you want to fight and you want to make it work. I uh, saw some good creativity as I jumped into some of the teams as they were finding different ways while the edit wasn't working in Trello. It's like, hey, we can still move forward. We can still be productive. So you represented a lot of really awesome, uh, awesome things that Keith and Ted are sharing here with you. So, so hopefully it was a lot of fun. Uh, when uh, there's feedback on the session, please share with that and uh, pay it forward. Uh, games are a good way for creating bonding. In your room alone, hopefully you created a bond with the two, three, four people that were in your room. And that alone can be amazing, uh, especially in a virtual space where it's not as easy to connect with people. So I hope that was a really cool exercise. I'll turn it uh, back over to uh, Ted. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Sherman. Really appreciate that. And uh, <clears throat> the, your ability not to edit was my fault. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad everybody uh, responded really well and pulled together. Uh, really appreciate that. All right, next slide. So we did our scavenger hunt. So the first principle, as you notice, the first room was called Discover. And uh, one of the most important things about learning to change your habit is to know thyself. Um, and basically, once an individual, a team, or an organization decides to make a change, they need to understand their own nature and habits and how different external factors affect their inherent strengths and weaknesses. And um, we have in uh, Total Brain Coaching a system. Um, we, it's a system of um, figuring out if people are what we call V-types, P or K-types. And this is taken from a, a system called Ayurveda in um, India. They're Western, I mean, they're, sorry, Eastern medicine. But it's basically been tailored to habit. So um, we have a short quiz for everybody to do. So I will read off these questions, and you can write um, for each of these, and we'll go figure out whether you're more strongly a V- P or K type, and then we'll give you some um, ability to then make judgments about how you might um, learn habits easier uh, on that. So if you strongly disagree, you write a one. If you strongly agree, you write a five. And anything in between, if you're in the middle, it's a three. So if you're a light sleeper and have difficulty falling asleep, you can write this down. And we'll add it up for each of these at the end, and then you'll know which one of them you are more. Um, you'll be all three of them. Uh, irregular appetite. Um, you can put either one to five. Learns quickly but forgets. One to five. Easily becomes overstimulated. One to five. Does not tolerate cold weather very well. One to five. 
a sprinter rather than a marathoner. Speech is energetic with frequent changes in topic. And anxious and worried under stress. So for each of those eight questions, you should have had a number one to five. You can add it up. That'll be your total V score. Can you give us a few seconds just to write the answer? Absolutely. Sorry, I'll be a little a little less quick. I'm I'm a little vata or v in this in this uh, situation. <laughs> Do we still need? Sorry, the v one. I've gone to the next one. But is everybody okay with that? Does anybody need more time? Can you go back to the previous one? Just I, yes, I can. Okay, so we'll have four different cards, it sounds like. So we'll have a total for V, a total for the next P, one. and a total for K, yes. So there'll be three cards. Okay. okay. Now I get it. Ted, maybe I'm a little bit running a little more slowly than I'm thinking. Um, so I have my total number. So what's uh -huh. the what next? So next one will be P. So we'll do the same thing for these questions. Um, is is it okay for me to go on to this card? No. Can you just go to the previous card? Sorry. Yes. And then you'll add up your scores, and you'll have a total for that V score. Well, should I go to the next card? Yeah, I think so. Okay, great. So now so, we all get it. We just need to write down a number and then add yeah. eight numbers together. Perfect. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and good to go with gut feeling. You don't have to kind of overthink this. This is not, um, this just gives a tendency. It doesn't uh, define who you are in any sense. It'll just give you some ability um, to use some of the knowledge we have to kind of figure out how you're going to be able to learn habits a little easier or help other people learn habits. Ted, question please. Yes. Number one, overheated emotionally or physically? Yeah, good question. Uh, Dad, what's your thought on that? I'd say both, huh? Oops. Dad, if you're talking, you're muted. No. Well, I'd say both. If you can get emotionally overheated quickly or physically overheated quickly. Then yes. Yes, Ted, absolutely both. It was meant to be physical, but it also works uh, mentally too. Keith, if they're both they're different for me, shall I lead with the physical? You just go, go with the physical then. Cool. Yeah, like if you're in a room and you're always turning on the air conditioning or you're always opening the windows, or you want to go swimming all the time, be in water. 
there you go. You're a P energy type. It's fire. Go ahead, Ted. Okay. Um, have we had enough time to go through this card? Oh, you're no, not going to read them out? You're just letting everybody do it. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I kind of. No, it's okay. It's okay. Should I read them out or what do you think? I think we have already gone through the card, so it's okay. 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 So I'll go to the next card then. All right. Give one or two minutes for, or three minutes for filling this out. Then you should have three different scores one for V, one for P, and one for K. This is so interesting, by the way. <laughs> so, well, yeah, so we'll, uh, do I need to leave this up or should we go on? Is everybody okay? I'm just seeing the screen, so I can't see people's faces. That's kind of like, oh. I don't hear anybody yelling. Okay. Wait, Great. So I think we're good. So if you had a, a predominantly V energy state, um, that would be, Creative, energetic, and balanced can be uh, anxious, easily distracted without a balance. Um, the energy state person needs to maintain a good routine and stay grounded. So these are people that could you could change quickly. Um, so you could learn a new habit quite quickly, but then you could, one, be easily distracted, or you could go back to your old habit. So you're, you're quick to change, but whether you actually maintain that habit or you jump to the next habit, um, that's something that you would look out for. So if you were coaching somebody with a V energy state as the predominant, then you would know that about them, that they could okay. maybe look. Yeah, go ahead, Dad. Well, I was just going to say, no, so you got three scores there. Oh, yeah. Typically, each person has one that's a little higher than the other. So, you know, if you're a kind of fire person that's very gold-oriented, you tend to be a P, P energy, which in Ayurveda is called Pitta. And, um, but no person has got only one because your body is made of these three different energies, pitta, vata, and kapha. And so if you have like, say your highest, like say you have, I see some people on here that have a P that's 28. So that's, you know, pretty high. Now maybe you have a V that's 18. So obviously the P is bigger than the V, but maybe you have a K that's only 10. So that makes you a PV. You, you tend to have two characteristics. Um, and some people, it's rare, but some people have the same score for each. Like, you know, 21, 22, 23 for each of them. That's a very interesting one. That's what they call tridoshic. It's a tri-energy state. But usually people are predominant with two tendencies. So once you look at 
once you see what you are, then we'll, we can explain to you how you coach a person who's like a V, P, or K. And we just are picking the main three, but knowingly, you could be a VP or a PV, you could be a KV, you can be all these interesting combinations. But we're right now just going to emphasize the main one. How about? Yeah. How about what? Quick question. How about how our score influenced the way we coach? Uh, yeah, that's very, very critical to the whole thing. If you, or if you parent, or if you're in a relationship, or any kind of interaction with another person. If you have a very high P score, T, why don't you go to P next? Um, Thanks, Dave. And if you go to P, these are people that are very goal-oriented, sharp intellect, often very competitive. They're often athletes and so forth. So that's just somebody who's, you know, a good uh, project manager, getting things done. Boom, everything is, you know, good head of a department. Like to get things done, very goal-oriented. But if they're out of balance, they can get angry and aggressive. That can be a problem. And you'll see that uh, there are certain tricks that Ayurveda has developed over many, many years. They're almost like an understanding of the epigenetics of a person. That means how you change something in the environment to change something in the physiology. So they figured out years and years ago that if a P energy person doesn't eat on time, or if they get overheated, hot weather, rooms too hot, they can easily become angry, controlling, and more aggressive. If you're a V energy person, you're predominant. When you go back for a second, Ted, just one back. Yep. Um, if you're a V energy person, you're going to be very creative, very energetic. Um, you move, you learn things very quickly. So you probably finish the quiz first. Yeah, okay, that's right away tells you, okay, you're a V energy person. So you're very good at getting things done, a good marketing person, good advertising person. You're always going to have a creative angle on it. Um, but the problem is if you go out of balance, you might skip around on topics. You might get a little anxious. Um, so you won't be like a P person will just be controlling. You'll start moving around too quickly. So staying in balance is essential. And again, for a V person, it can be incredibly easy. Something as simple as sipping hot water. It's like an ancient little trick they had, epigenetic trick where you sip hot water and boom, you're grounded again. Staying away from cold weather. Um, having a routine is very important for a V person. So there are certain things that will keep you in balance. Now, the K person, um, those of you that took the longest to do the quiz, are probably cape types. You're steady, supportive, kind. And um, when you get out of balance, you can get a little lethargic, stubborn, even depressed. Um, and you tend to be slower, but you're much more thorough. You want to know every little detailed procedure, but you take a little longer than everybody else to change a habit. You might take longer to coach people. You might want the whole group to go through something a little more long, you know, not quite as quick. You need to know everybody, what they're doing. Um, and again, there's a little secret to all these people. Just get up off the couch, be active, do exercise, do stimulating things. And that suddenly puts your um, energy state back in balance. So that's a quick overview. All right. 
Can I ask you a question? So I was finding it very interesting that you said the P persons are project managers and you were like, you were able to tell the professionals and get the things done. Right. What about the K and B? Well, the, the K person is uh, often like a president of a company will be a PK, meaning they've got the P, the fire to move them forward, but they've got the K, that kind of earth element, which keeps them very precise and exact. So a, a PK person, that kind of combination does it. If you're a complete K person, you can be very warm, supportive. You're just a different style of management. Mm -hmm. Your style of management is more you know, friendly. You take a little longer to get things done, but you don't make mistakes. You're very thorough. If you're a V person, you get things done very, very quickly. You're very creative, but maybe a little too quick sometimes. So it's nice to have another person who's got a little K energy working with you so you can balance each other out. Teams are often a composition of many different types. So you utilize each of the types when you're coaching the team because each one has a value for the project. Yeah, this is a, it's a huge area and we kind of show this, this is something that's in the book, but you may use other like Myers-Briggs, you may use um, Colby, you know, the main principle is to know thyself and this is one way of doing it. We do give a lot of this knowledge in the book um, and once you know yourself and you know the people that you're working with, that's going to give you a tremendous um, advantage in terms of helping them change their habits because you're going to know how you're going to interact with them and how they're going to react to you. So that's, that's kind of that first principle. And again, it's a principle. We've given one system here, which we worked a lot on. We've, we put that. And so that's why it's in our book, but then you may have has an advantage that all the, you know, Myers-Briggs and everything, they're huge but they don't have any real research backing them up. And they're not physiologically based. This has got thousands of years of experience. And in addition, there is genetic, physiological, even microbiome evidence to show that Vs are different than Ps are different than Ks. So it has a kind of an interesting advantage, at least for me, that it's more physiological, it includes the psychological, but it has a kind of stronger basis in what's actually going on in your body. Sorry, I just had to. No, no, that's awesome. Um, hello. hello, I have a question. Yes. What happens if you have this, the unequal V and K? My numbers are the same. So how do you choose between both? Does it mean that you're a balanced person? How do you... Explain that. Yeah, so that's a very, uh, very your V and P, right? Is that right? It's uh, V and K. Yeah, good. So that's very common. You're a creative. No, v and K. V and K, yeah. Oh, yes. V and K. Oh, v yes. and K is a very interesting one. That is very interesting because you have, you can go at either speed. You can go fast or you can go slow. It just, it gives you a lot of flexibility, actually. Um, and it's, kind of a, each one of these, the key to them is staying in balance. So if your V goes out of balance, that can throw things off. But as long as you keep both in balance, 
you actually have a lot of flexibility. You can go fast or slow. You can go um, quick learning, slow learning. You can be very creative, and yet at the same time, you can be very steady. They're all very nice combinations. There's no one better than the other, really. Yeah. How could Thank you. And B or same. For me, both are same. same. V and P. V and P is also, you know, um, having that P, which is fire, you know, you're kind of driving forward, very purposeful. But the V is giving you a certain degree of creativity, so you'll always find solutions to the problems. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, also a very nice combination. Okay. All right, so um, just a yeah. time check. You've got about 15 minutes, so I'm not sure how much you have left. So I just thanks. Sure yeah, yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Okay. So, Dad, you want to go ahead with uh, neuroplasticity? Okay, well, I think I've said, given the time, I think I've said enough on neuroplasticity. But the main thing is what we're trying to do in changing a habit is to rewire the brain. It sounds huge, but when you realize the brain is changing all the time anyway, it's not so huge. Whenever you do something in a repeated fashion, you create a neural network. When you create neural networks, that is the basis of a habit. Now, what we're throwing into this, which is so new and so exciting, is the gut-brain axis. We now know that we have this um, microbiome. Let's see, what do you got here? Okay, yeah, so um, we we're gonna- this. Yeah, we can do this. Okay, um, we now know that we have uh, this microbiome that's very, very cool. It connects the nervous system, endocrine, immune. The enteric is the nervous system in the gut, and the endocrine is the nervous system, and the gut bacteria. Who would have imagined that bacteria, 30 trillion friendly bacteria would have an influence, changes how you feel, whether you're happy, you're sad. It's connected to almost every disease right now. These bacteria produce thousands of chemicals that get into the bloodstream, affect the brain, and affect how we react to stress. Believe it or not, you have 10 times as many viruses, friendly viruses, that live inside the bacteria. So this is a whole world that we're just learning about, and science is just being, medicine is just being blown open by this understanding. And it's why things like diet is so important. It's why so many different lifestyle things can affect us. Okay, next. So you want to do the power of attention? I, I'm faster than you. So yeah, I, yeah, you go, you I go. I talk buddy. quicker. So you I'm, go, you go, you go. My, my vada's revved up here, folks. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving. So attention. Okay, so um, we have a couple of interesting things here. Um, the simplest notion here is that if, you, if you're doing one thing at a time, it's easier. If you do it in small steps, it's easier. What you put your attention on grows. So we have a whole variety of little sub habits in here, sub tools to help you learn it. I don't want to go through them now. We could do it some other time, but they're very, very, very useful. Okay, next one. Inner rhythm. Okay, again, knowing who you are and who your client is. We, you have a rhythm. You're either fast, your body's moving fast, you're slow, you're going very slow, or you're somewhere in between. Knowing your rhythm, knowing your client's rhythm, huge importance. If, if you're out of sync, if you're not staying balanced, 
can be really hard for you. Really hard. If you're a pit of mom and you're all this fire is pouring out of you, you want your, your coffee kid to be on time and he's out of balance, he's taking twice as long as to getting ready for school. Disaster. So when you know this stuff, you can prevent it. You can take steps ahead of time. Next. Okay, this is Ted. I leave this over to Ted. Yeah, so this is the feedback matrix. And so how do you change your habit is a lot of times we talk about getting a, a new habit to replace an old habit. That's using your neuroplasticity, uh, balancing your, your gut, knowing your rhythms. But you need tools. And we basically use four different tools. You have self-coaching. So the name of the game is repetition and feedback. So self-coaching is something like journaling. Um, it can be using a computer app. It's a way for you to self-coach. Getting a personal coach is absolutely one of the best ways to change habits. So uh, if you're self-coaching by journaling and you've got a coach that you meet every week, that's going to allow you to change the habit that you want to change um, much quicker. You can also then invest in being with groups. So if, you're, if you have a, a health habit of, of saying losing weight, which is a common one that we work with, or wanting to do certain exercises, you join a running group, or you, however that fits into your habit plan. But the, actually the most important one is environment. And obviously we see that in the agile sphere. When, when companies start, they change the whole way that um, their teams are facing. They try to co-locate everybody. They try to get everybody sitting face-to-face -face so they can talk quickly and have these fast feedback loops. So that's actually one of the most important parts. When you want to change, um, if you want to stop snacking, then you get the snacks out of the house. If you, you know, that's the type of things you do. You change your environment. If you want to drink that glass of water every morning, you make sure that glass of water is there every morning so that when you wake up, the first thing you do is you just reach for it. So by using these four different, what we call feedback matrix, self-coaching, personal coaching, group coaching, environmental coaching, you basically amplify the learning and that's what allows you to most holistically and efficiently learn habits and behaviors. Um, this continuous improvement and integration is all agile and scrum and all the things that many of us on this call know about. That's how it's incorporated into these seven different principles. Um, and it's all about, again, the name of the game is rapid feedback. And that's what helps to facilitate and improve. But one of the most important and the last principle is to celebrate. Um, every step of the way you should be celebrating. And it's actually really hard for people to celebrate for some reason. They, they only allow themselves to celebrate at certain moments. But when you're learning a habit, you need to celebrate every day, every time you fulfill that habit, even if it's just a small pat, you pat yourself on the back, I've seen teams do what they call chomps. I've, there's lots of creative ways. We have a gong in the dojo. We got this big gong, and every time we did the habit right, we hit the gong. It's very important, um, and there's a, a principle called the progress principle. I'll let my dad talk about that. But that's the seventh uh, principle in total brain coaching. Maybe we Say it again? Oh, okay. We can just quickly go through that. Okay, maybe we should skip, skip it and go to Pat. and then. Okay. Yeah. The last part, I'll just do this really quickly. This is like when you – so we have these seven principles, and 
what we do is we create protocols from those principles. So under each of those principles, there's lots of tools. And we've created one protocol and we use it, it has eight different steps. We first did the same exercise um, and the person was a P-type person. The second one is we wanted to figure out what habit to uh, change. And so I, the, the goal was to lose 10 to 15 pounds. And the one that we chose was to stop snacking. Um, we decided the reason why we snacked the person. So this was an actual coaching that we went through with people um, was that they ate too quickly and they snacked. So these were two things. So we basically used the principle of attention that they put their fork down between each bite. So they enjoy their meal more. Um, and also anytime they felt like snacking, they would drink water and we had the rhythm of the coach and the rhythm of the client. We figured that out. We also had them do uh, try to get a little bit more better sleep, more meditation, um, eat something that would promote neuroplasticity. Uh, and the different steps that we did was we journaled. Uh, we had a coach. Uh, the person's wife was helping. The family was the group. And they removed snack food um, from the house. And you can see we measured it. So the weight went down. And we had our celebration was a weekend retreat in a certain place when we achieved a goal by a certain thing. So that's how you create a protocol from these seven principles. You use tools, and we have it on our website and in our book, the different tools you build a protocol. And then we're having it so that um, on the website, which I'll bring up, and then we'll go, oh, that's not what I wanted to do. So there's, this is a, the website we have. We have a nonprofit foundation underneath it. Right now we've sold, uh, we, we count this counter when we sell a book or somebody takes a course or a coach sends in an experience they have with it that's considered successful. So we want to help a million people. We've helped 1,008 so far since January. Um, we, we have the different kind of things here, the different ways we do it. We also have a more in-depth quiz than what you just took on the website. So you can just go and take that quiz. It's right here, this energy state quiz. And just so you can see what the protocols look like, and then we'll, you can see here, we have different people sending us. So they create a protocol. And so we give it a name, usually TBC protocol one. Uh, what habit they were trying to establish, how long did it take to establish it, uh, has the habit remained after a month, description on how they use the protocol, and learnings from the protocol. So the real goal of this is to help everybody. And again, this is a nonprofit. This is not anything more than just creating knowledge so that coaches can help people change their habits. Um, there's a lot more information, but you can just go to the website, totalbraincoaching.com. The really the best part about this and writing these two books was I got to present in Northern California and Pat Reed, who is I'm a huge fan of, uh, was there. She's a leader in agile thinking. And Pat, I don't know if you're still on. Do you want to talk at all or say anything about this? Well, thank you, Ted and Keith. I'm happy to, but possibly the, the group would prefer to use this time asking you and Keith questions. I defer to the to the group. Anybody have what are what are people? So 
Pat heard this pre presentation and Pat's an incredible at mindset and going to Fortune One companies or going to governments and to actually um, getting them to begin with their agile work and creating coaching groups within. And Pat has a whole platform of adaptive leadership that we're working with, the neurophysiology of leadership. And uh, yes, it, it's always fascinating, but the time is too short, to be honest. So um, I don't know, maybe we can invite her at some other time. But uh, anyway, just to kind of a shout out to her, she's absolutely amazing. Um, how much time is left, Shuri? We have about five minutes. So if anyone has questions, what I will ask is if you have questions about the concept, yes. If you have questions about you personally and your scores, if we could defer them and you could reach out to Ted um, or Keith individually, that way everyone gets the most. Um, so if you have questions, we have time for a couple. Just come on in and ask your questions. Um, so oh, go ahead. I always have a question. Um, so I'm curious to know a little bit more about the background um, uh, and the, I guess, the Eastern uh, traditions that this this comes from. Can you maybe give us a little bit more content on on where sure. this came from? Sure. sure. Um, it comes from a combination. I mean, I been doing research since 1970 on meditation and I consider meditation a super habit there are, you know many things that you can use as a super habit where they change the kind of neural networks in the brain and make it easier to do other habits and as I learned more about meditation um, I also learned about Ayurveda which was this yoga Ayurveda meditation um, transcendental meditation is what i learned but there are many other types and i found you know that they're all very connected and they all have this very deep profound understanding that if you want to change the person you have to really change the brain now that's that's an interesting interpretation of these traditions but and now the brain and gut because ayurveda puts all emphasis on the gut so it, it's a very interesting idea that if you want to improve yourself, the process of improving is through sort of neurophysiological refinement and gut-brain integration. And they just have a lot of great techniques and knowledge, which we're now finally discovering the scientific basis of. They've been there forever, but everybody just looked around them, didn't care. Um, I run a program at the university I'm at on in integrative medicine and on Ayurveda, and we just had a huge number of people taking it, doctors, nurses. So the whole world, maybe because of um, coronavirus, is becoming hugely interested in improving health, and they're looking to these ancient systems, whether it's India, China, and they're realizing, wow, they had some amazing tools that nobody bothered to look at. It's like a treasure chest. And this book, we try to bring them out in a way that's conventional so people can understand them in the easiest possible way. Thank you. Sure. 
So you've got your suit, you got your Batman in the back there. So you've got your superheroes up right away. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. So, so the team that came in, I think, uh, Andrew, now there was a little bit, so people who want the book, um, just send, I'll put my email up. Um, just send me an email and I'll figure it out. Um, I feel like normally it was going to be just the team that came in first, but because of the mix up, people who really want it, send it to me and I'll figure it out. So uh, my email is tedtalktoday at gmail.com. I'll put it in the chat. So obviously those bingo winners, please send me that. Uh, if you want a physical address, send your physical. But if you want a physical book, send your physical address. I've collected those and sent you an email with their email and physical awesome. addresses. And then anyone who took part in the virtual um, treasure hunt and feels like they really want these two, one of the, or both of the books, please send me an email. My dad, uh, thank Sherman and thank Pat and everybody who attended. It's a, an amazing moment in time that we're in. It's a transformational moment. And uh, I'm deeply happy that we could all share this time together. Thank you again, Cherie, and please take it away. All right, awesome.